This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Buck. Hold up. Happy Snoop Dogg Day to everybody out there in Lincoln, Nebraska, as uh, Snoopaloop is here in town, ready for a concert tonight. Uh, Strict, there's a few times where I say, where I would say, don't you wish you were in Nebraska instead of in Florida, but uh, maybe tonight could be one of those. Yeah, it would have been kind of cool to get out there. Um, <laughs> I do have a Snoop story, but... Uh... <laughs> have you been to a concert? Um, I have. A Snoop concert? Um, oh, yeah. Well, one of my good friends, uh, I used to live in L.A. some time ago. One of my good friends was, um, you know, kind of really cool with Snoop and, and you know, the whole dog pound. And, and so um, he had stayed with me for a period. And we ended up, uh, it, was, it, was, it was an experience. And this is in, shoot, this is in 2000. So oh, prime we ended up, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 90, like, yeah, probably I'd say 99, 2000. And so... We um, went out to his place in California and and literally he, he had security like standing like away from the house. So you had to like pull up and, you know, g- get greeted. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so we went out. It was it was way out now. So we're in L.A. So it was kind of, you know, when you're watching Friday and all that stuff, when they talked about Rancho Cucamonga and all that oh, stuff yeah. way out there. And so we uh, we pull up, we go in, and and he's in the studio. So we go in the house, we go in the studio. We're sitting in there, you know, watching him do some music. We have an introduction, we have some conversation, we had some uh, some talk, yep. and, <laughs> and we chopped it up. And then he did a concert in San Diego. So him and and you know Daz and Corrupt and all them, they were doing a concert. So we were backstage with them watching the concert. So wow, that's a, that it was cool. pretty cool experience. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my little Snoop Dogg experience to actually see him in the studio too. I mean, that's a uh, that's that's perfect. Yeah, he so. had a studio in his house and yeah, yeah so in, in the back and it was it was real cool, man. It was yeah. it was a good experience. So you don't need to go to the Snoop Dogg concert. You've already done the you know <laughs> people pay a lot of money for the meet and greet. You already got it done. So uh, I gotta, you're already I gotta good. close up. Yeah, I got a close up with snoopy but a lot of a lot Snoop, of Link- snoop double snoop double g yeah double double g uh well and we'll see uh we'll see uh tonight i think it'll be a lot of fun for for lincolnites to uh to have fun uh, for what it's worth the lincoln police have already said that they'll let uh they'll go ahead and let snoop light up because uh it's it's part of his act so uh basically it's they, 420. yeah they it, said it, it basically they understand what's happening when you throw a snoop dog concert you kind of understand what's going to go down uh not mm-hmm. just from what's up on stage but some of the uh the, the the audience as well so uh, it'll be kind of a fun little celebration for those people downtown I mean, that, that, hey, listen there's 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 it, it's 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 crazy it's sad it's not sad but it's it's the reality of life there are certain people that can do and go certain places and do certain things that 
it's just yeah, it, it, it can be accepted. Um, like I said, man, my my red Arback experience with the with the Celtics was just one of those instances. You you know, this this is the time where you could not smoke inside buildings. It was just it was a law and you you just don't smoke in the buildings, but red Arback <laughs> right in there, I mean, you're literally in the arena getting it in. So it's, yeah. hey, listen. Who, who's going to stop Red from? Yeah, he owns the team. He basically, you know, he basically owns Boston for what it's worth, uh, for what he put down for the Celtics. But uh, also, you know, it kind of reminds me too. It's, it's kind of funny uh, how that travels with you because uh, it reminds me of a story of uh, the late and great Adrian Fiala, who used to work here. Um, was kind of like the dawn of Husker football. I mean, he was sweet. Um, but uh, you know, so around town, I knew like he could pretty much. Uh, can kind of park where he wanted and go where he wanted, right? And, and not have to really worry about it. He's Adrian Fiala. Um, one of my favorite stories from our old uh, PD here, John Gaskins, was that he basically took that attitude with him on, you know, to the airplanes in Chicago. Like they wouldn't know who Adrian Fiala is, but it doesn't matter because he's Adrian Fiala. So he kind of got his way and just kind of, uh, you know, kept that confidence about him and, and, and ended up getting his way. So a little bit different there, but it's kind of funny. What is the big time um, country music star? And it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, old school. And uh, Willie he was, Nelson? was kind of in the hip. Willie Nelson. Yeah. Willie Nelson is that same guy. Willie Nelson is the Snoop Dogg of another genre. Right. And so you saying if Willie Nelson, you know, was in the concert, that <laughs> he wasn't going to be able to lie. Willie Nelson was firing yeah. up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He was that. He was that guy on the other side of things. Well, so, yeah. it's cool, too, because maybe it is. it does have to do with, you know, the the uh, uh, the connection to, to pot or whatever, but it is cool to have an icon like Snoop. Like, there's uh, that type of word, like legend icon, that sort of stuff kind of gets thrown out around too much, um, and I don't like when you, know, you just kind of say it, but Snoop Dogg is like one of the, the few guys, and, and I said this about the um, – the halftime performance is that you know a few of those guys are, are absolute icons i mean you can't argue with like dr dre and eminem and, and snoop dogg um and so it, it's just kind of cool to have one in town and you know it's it, yeah uh, I, I think it's yeah. good for lincoln to be able to get that higher profile of, of of concert that would come through and listen snoop could have been anywhere in the country yeah he could have been anywhere in california he could have been in denver you know what i mean he could have been in any place where it was okay right and no problem but he chose lincoln nebraska out of all the freaking places that's that's like that's that in itself is is dope it's yeah honor, you know yeah. what i mean yeah i i and so i i i think that's pretty cool for lincoln to be able to pull that off i think he's i think he's day that they're celebrating yeah. that I think he's fighting the good fight is what he's doing. That's what people wonder. Like, oh, why would you choose to bring him? Maybe, maybe he's right. trying to fight uphill there. <laughs> so we'll yeah. see how, how it goes with Snoop tonight. It wasn't, I, I don't think I'm going to go. I, I thought about getting some tickets, but uh, I don't think I'm going to go. I'll just, you know, I'll enjoy listening to the stories. Watch from it from afar. People. Yeah, I'll just watch <laughs> from afar. I know uh, I could see some of that stuff. I, I would only go if I had a suite. Like, if I was going right. to have a suite, that would be the only way I'd go. But in the midst of, of the crowd action. No. Yeah, you definitely probably get a secondhand high there tonight if if you even go around Pinnacle Bank Arena, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so maybe you just, if you want to, just go around and sniff around the building if you don't want to pay for anything, and that might work yeah. for you. Uh, but uh, it, we were going to have a, a lot of uh, kind of fun to start the show. You know, it's, it's Snoop Dogg Day. That's kind of what we started with. Um, I don't know if you saw it, the, the the news over the last hour. Um, Nebraska's basically has two defensive linemen um, that uh, going into the day, I suppose, that or that had experience. And uh, Ty Robinson being one, Casey Rogers, who was coming off 
an injury. The other one, the defensive line, incredibly thin. One of the biggest worries. The reason why they played um, two-hand touch football, basically, in the spring game with their starters. Just too thin at that position. And uh, announced today now that Casey Rogers is entering the transfer portal. Um, therefore, uh, Nebraska mm. gets even more thin and even less experienced uh, in the room. Uh, the text lines kind of uh, had different kind of thoughts about it. Um, Gary says, I never thought that Casey Rogers was a huge contributor or difference maker. Can someone convince me otherwise? Um, for what it's worth, I mean, the numbers don't completely jump out to his career numbers. Uh, 42 tackles, six tackles for loss, uh, one and a half sacks. Uh, but especially for defensive linemen, sometimes, you know, you could be the one that makes the breakthrough to chase the quarterback or the running back out so that the linebacker gets him, right? So, I mean, you don't you don't get really get necessarily get any numbers for it if you even if you're disrupting and making the big play. And I think that that was how I would, uh, uh, how I would uh, describe Casey Rogers more so than, um, you know, as a guy that just landed a bunch of sacks or something, is that he was disruptive at times. And certainly it was flashing, and certainly the injury last year limited to him. I thought he looked better two years ago than he did last year. Um, but over time, you kind of thought he would be uh, a great building block alongside uh, Ty Robinson. To, to get that defensive line going, and then you would just need to add depth to it. Maybe Nash Hutmacher you can kind of throw in there. Doesn't have a whole lot of experience, but, you know, that's the same at every position is that you're going to have to put some new blood in there as long as there's some, some you know, a little bit of, to come back there with. But now when you well, look especially at Especially when you're playing that 5-3. That I mean, I mean uh, I'm sorry, the 3-4. If you're playing 3-4, yeah. like you're saying for a guy like him, it's it's disruption, it's clogging, oh, yeah. it's, it's feeling – so it's not necessarily like a four three where you have like where where you would love to have an Indomitian Sue type or an Aaron Donald type who hits gaps, gets in space, create you know be able to bounce off of in the gaps of two different of uh, the center and the guard or the guard yeah. and the tackle type of thing and move down the line with speed and and quickness. So yeah, that 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 is different. You're you're mostly relying on linebackers, and that's where the linebackers excel in a three four. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the numbers played out that way. Nick Henrich and Luke Reimer had, I mean, they were getting, yeah, big you know, 17 tackles a game at, yeah. at times and, and had huge years, like you were saying. So, um, you know, it is it is a loss, a huge loss for Nebraska in my mind, but it just adds to a very frustrating defensive line season now at Nebraska. And uh, somebody else disagreed with me on the text line that maybe it doesn't matter that you don't have a title of defensive line coach. Um, but, again, it, it's just kind of if, if things go haywire – Maybe the titles don't matter, and, and you're doing the same thing as you would on and off the field. And Mike Dawson is the outside linebackers coach, but you know they—I don't—at least on the the Huskers website, they haven't included defensive line coach in there with him. I don't know how much that would help, but it just doesn't have a great look to it now that you've lost Damian Daniels, DeAndre Thomas, uh, Jordan Riley, and Casey Rogers uh, off the defensive line. That's a, that's a that's a that's a few starters that's and scary. some backups. I mean, that's a lot of depth that you lost, and and some of it, you know, Damian Daniels, DeAndre Thomas. They they just, you know, that they're not taking advantage of an extra year of COVID. So, you know, there are a lot of players that did that. So how much do you count them against it? But ultimately, when it's when it's that many numbers and now you're this thin on the defensive line, you just had to convince one or two of those guys to stick around. And I don't know who was doing the convincing because Tony Tuioti, their defensive line coach, you know, left for Oregon, took Jordan Riley with him. Um, and now, you know, you're, you're just so incredibly thin in, in the conference that, it was already going to be trouble before today, but you just don't have anybody that, that you've seen play to rely on now other than uh, 
Ty Robinson, who, again, I feel bad for because I think he's due for a breakout season if he has help around him. But if he's like the guy that everybody keys on up front, it's going to be hard to overcome a bunch of double teams. And, um, you know, if he's just there with you know, guys that aren't big enough freshmen that are playing before their time uh, or guys that just aren't ready, maybe uh, you kind of missed on their scholarship. They're still around. You know, it hasn't worked out. They haven't got playing time yet. Maybe some of these young guys will step up. But to me, um, to include, I guess, Ty Robinson, but Casey Rogers as well. If you told me entering today, you know, where you couldn't afford to lose the guy into the transfer portal, my goodness, defensive line would be probably the top spot. Well, that's scary. It's it's definitely scary now that this is the outcome and the defensive line is that was already thin is now thinned out. I mean, we saw what the second half looked like. It was gash city, right? And you don't want to continuously lose. That's where the that's where the battles definitely start and are one, especially in the big 10 is, is there in the front lines of, of the defensive line. And so uh, to be able to lose those types of, of, of players, minimizing depth injury now becomes definitely a major issue. You you're, you're now um, under the eight, under the gun basically for trying to secure more individuals, definitely in the portal like never before. And you, you want impact type, portal transfer you you don't want just fill filler because in the big 10 it's going to be they're running it down your throat especially in the west as well so um that's a scary thought to to know uh, they're gonna have to get creative they're they may have to do some shifting and tr- turn some guys around unfortunately yeah <laughs> if they can't land anybody because they're gonna have to secure that and 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 do it well maybe you put some speed guys in there and and you know hey have at it be small i mean likes of air air force and in in teams like that have done it with quick and speed and rotations to be able to get by but it's going to be tough in the big 10 yeah and it is and, and again to me you know as nick originally thought about nick saner of the of the recruiting or excuse me the happy hour was kind of thinking um you know, this is this is a big blow to the defense, uh, just kind of as it's built. You know, the linebacker unit's still solid, but the secondary and the defensive line now, um, not a whole lot of Big Ten experience. Uh, I'm, I'm more kind of thinking about it in my mind about the offense and the defensive line, um, the, the biggest factors that are going to weigh in, in, in any team, but certainly in the Big Ten and even more so in the Big Ten West. Um, it's going to be important to have that you know that crew ready on, on both sides and obviously the offensive line was the biggest weakness last year um and i don't know you know you had your two tackles sitting out for a majority of the spring uh obviously you lost your best player in cam jurgens um looking like maybe that's a good decision for jurgens now as he might be a second round pick a third round pick i mean that's a, a solid decision for him be, moving yeah. forward right yeah so yeah. um you know at, at once it didn't look great um but now looking a little bit more understandable but regardless but he's unique yeah he's unique and, I mean, his abilities to get outside with speed, oh, yeah. downfield—he's unique. Cam Jurgens yeah. is unique, and that's 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 something that's warranted. And the versatility to work both from the center to the guards. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be a, a phenomenal catch. I can't wait to see his pro career play out. But in any case, the the, the, the fact remains, you lost him before his eligibility is up. You lost Damian Daniels uh, when you had a chance. I mean, those those are when you talk about the middle or the starting point of your offense and your defense. That's both those guys. So they're out the door. Um, and so I just think that this these weaknesses um, continue to hurt Nebraska. And I, I, I just I, I can't. 
bring it to myself. Again, we, we talk about pumping you guys up and getting Huskers uh, Kool-Aid going, and I love that as much as anybody, but it's going to be hard for me to, to do it uh, with huge question marks on the offensive line, uh, beat-up offensive line in the spring, even more so beat-up defensive line now. And the defensive line was not a problem last year, but now you lost all these guys. Um, I just think that where it matters most, Nebraska is really struggling. Uh, and I think that might, you know, I, I, I can't project that to be too good moving forward for him. Derek also mentions Fadarius Payne, another guy that left, um, technically an outside linebacker, I guess. But if you go into the 4-3, he'd be an edge rusher. So I mean, you include him. It's Fadarius Payne, Jordan Riley, Casey Rogers, DeAndre Thomas, and Damian Daniels that you lose potentially off that front. And you're just left with Ty Robinson and, and you know, guys that haven't played. Again, Nat, 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 uh, Hushmacker, you, you kind of expect him to take that step up, um, but there's not a whole lot of uh, buzz around a whole lot of other guys. And, and um, again, on, on that defensive line, it's, uh, it's sometimes it's going to take a while to get those guys Big Ten ready. So you might have some bodies to throw out there. But like you were saying, you need to replace Casey Rogers with a Casey Rogers. You can't replace him with a project because you ha- you have enough of those on the roster. You need starters. You need players that are that are going to be ready to go. Uh, Brian off of uh, YouTube says Nebraska is in panic mode now. Teams will just run up the middle against us. No depth or experience on the defensive line. Um, yeah, I mean that's the other thing. And just injuries will completely crumble that as well. Um, maybe Nebraska is going to be in for some shootouts. Is <laughs> potentially what could happen. Uh, I mean that's what result. they're they're, they're going to have to be all i mean when, when you say shootout too we we got to think from a, a standpoint of not necessarily running up the score you gotta you've got to move the ball i mean you've got to be able if you you're that thin on on the defensive side especially at the line position if you get worn down and teams are getting five six yards a carry on you you're you're done for right because now you open up the whole field you open up play action deep balls Ball's going because now you got to move. You got to move the secondary up. You've got to probably bring a safety down. You've got to do things to try to eliminate that that rush game, and then that opens up things behind the linebackers. Linebackers got to stay up a little bit more. They can't get depth uh, in 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 their coverages, and so now just everything behind you begins to open up. And so uh, you've got to be able to move the ball. You've got to get first downs. You've got to basically give them an opportunity to breathe so that they can go out there and still be effective if you're not going to have depth. Yeah, I, and, and just to, to, to go to the text line again, uh, Ross says, so can't stop the run and no pressure on the quarterback. That's going to be rough. Um, Trouble. Yeah, that's uh, that's not that's not good weaknesses to have. Um, uh, James says, just got into the car. Did J- Casey Rogers give a reason why he's transferring? Uh, no, we don't have that yet. Um, it's it's kind of hard. Just speculation if you're really trying to, to, to wheedle that out. But some of the, the, the thoughts that I've seen so far are kind of interesting. Do you think, you know, the timing obviously is kind of strange. He, he sat out the spring uh, and waited until post spring ball to make the move so um you know it, it's it's his life i mean whenever the, you know the things fell into place made sense for him to announce this is what it is but uh i thought uh, one point was interesting do you think that the losing culture and i don't i, don't, I, I hate to say losing culture because I'm, I'm not not saying the culture <laughs> is built that way but the fact that these guys haven't been to bowl games that none of these guys have had winning seasons in at Nebraska, do you think that that will start to to hurt? Maybe Casey Rogers wants to play for a winner. Well, that was what I was going to say. I was going to say this this whole thing would probably be a different situation had they won some of those games, right? Mm-hmm. Had they had they had the record that we're talking about for hopefully next year is that five hundred or above, or you beat have a couple of big wins that you had 
on the ropes, you beat the Iowa, maybe you win the Michigan game, you you knock off Oklahoma like you had. You know, oh, if yeah. you if you win two or three of those games, then you might be inspired to to definitely come back and give it another run to do better. And I think that could be a, a point that as you get older, you start I mean, it's the same thing in, in other leagues in the NBA. I mean you look at guys that didn't win a championship, hadn't won a championship. It does, it goes all the way back to my generation. Uh, you know, you started to see the Clyde Drexlers trying to partner up with the, you know, uh, Charles Barkley's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that they can go and get one, you know what I mean? So those are the things that, you know, people start to look to as you start to get towards the tail end of, of your potential career and you want to be able to be an impact on a winner. And maybe they didn't feel that that was, um, you know, the prospect that was looking up for. Yeah. And I've also had some people, you know, kind of questioning, is this uh, is this really that big of a deal? Is this Casey Rogers news turn, you know, Nebraska into a destructive season? It's not just the loss of Casey Rogers. It's the fact that Casey Rogers was kind of that thread that you were that you were holding on to. Right. And, and you just couldn't have it break because there's just not enough depth there. And now the thread is broken. And now it's it's a, it's quite a worrisome day, at least in my mind. We'll catch up uh, with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald and break it down from his point of view. See if he can put a, a positive spin on this it's gonna be hard to do but we'll, we'll try to challenge him with that come out next year on the block on 93.7 the ticket